Hey guys, it's JD from Mr. Critical. How are we doing today, tonight, and wherever out of the world? It's DD After Dark. We're here with Kujo and Zero. What's up, guys? Hey, hey, everybody. What's going on? All right. So basically, this is like a Friday night ritual for us now. Almost, like yeah. Number eight. <laughs> you know? Almost. Oh. Almost. Almost. Besides what? Last week we did it at Thursday because I'm going to do it Friday. Yeah. That screws the whole ritual up. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's mainly, <laughs> it's mainly like us three, you know. Yeah. But, uh, so, um, yeah, one zero shamed. <laughs> hey, hey, how you doing? Oh, my goodness. That's the topic of the day. Yeah. So, uh, how many layers of hair did you have to cut through to get down to that far? Oh, come on, man. It, 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 it was thick, dude. It was, it was huge. It's like an afro on my cheek, my chin. Well, I'm surprised you didn't glue it to your head. <laughs> no, I'm, you know what? I'm okay with this, man. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm you comfortable. Know? Yeah, why not, right? I'm losing my hair at about 27, dude. So for me, pff, it was like I think it went to Cujo. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lovely head of hair. That is. Yeah, right. Well, now enough about hair and beards <laughs> and whatever else. Yeah. So um, one of the topics I wanted to talk tonight, and it's um, I, honestly, I've been kind of struggling with it, too, is how do you introduce like new players and returning players to 5e or whatever edition? Because you guys been at, you guys been at it longer than I have. I've only been at it going on two, two going on three years. Um, Kujo, you want to take well, that one? Yeah, how, how do you uh, get them to start playing the game, period? Yeah, um, like like my first group I had. Well, basically, if they come over to my house and they see all this cool stuff, they're like, what is this? I want to play whatever this is. <laughs> Generally, yeah. Really? So, I mean. <laughs> That's actually a big part of it. I mean, um, for me, uh, if it's new, new players, you know, never played before, sometimes, you know, it takes a little convincing. If, if and it's honestly – it's on me because if I'm excited about playing, then I present it in that way. But if I'm not, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's D and D, whatever, whatever, then it doesn't get presented in the proper light. You know what I'm saying? But for new players, I feel like it's, it's pretty easy, especially if they have an interest at all, you just run with that. You know what I'm saying? And you let them, you know, you, you give them bits and pieces of what the world is capable of, what the game is capable of. And a lot of times they jump on right away, you know? And I'll tell you what, today's day and age, most kids play video games or younger people. I mean, I still, yeah. but oh, um, yeah. you know, they, that's all they do. And if you can hit them up and say, Hey, you want to play a game that's like that right there that you're playing? I know. And we can play a tabletop game where you all are sitting around a table and as a team and um, playing a character. And you're like, yeah, I heard of that. I mean, I, they may be, they may even play D and D on Xbox or on their PC. Right. And you want, you know, you want to play it in real life, you know, Hey, I got, you know, if you've got a lot of you know something to play on the board for new people, um, theater of the mind is a little bit rough um, for today's kids. You know they want action and, and visuals and yes, um, yeah. That's one one thing I've noticed with uh, my group. Yeah, it's like they they have to have those minis and stuff. Me, I don't mind. I, I'll do theater of the mind. And I'll um, tell you what, like my family group, and they're you know my daughter has been playing since she was young, and 
that's their focus is just fighting, killing, get the loot, you know, kill the bad guys. They're not into that role playing yet. So, I mean, it's really easy to just the dungeon master that way. It's, you know, they're kind of missing some of the element, but they're having fun and that's all that matters. You know? Yeah, I noticed. Um, here's the thing, too. Like right now, it's really hard to throw a tabletop game out and compete with the satisfaction of video games, right? Like video games are instant gratification. Everything is done for you. There's all types of visuals. There's there's everything you need to get immersed into a game. So when you're running a, a tabletop game of any kind, war game, miniature war gaming, Dungeons and Dragons, a tabletop board game with miniatures or whatever, is really difficult to pull them away from that instant gratification visually, you know. So, you know, you have to really enhance and entice the 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 option to play at a table. And I usually do that with the social aspect of the game, right? Because you know, I could tell you, oh, it's a co-op game, you know, point-based, hit points, whatever, whatever. But in okay, so most people, why why not just play like Diablo or Skyrim or something? You know what I mean? And my my take on it is, well, aside from playing online with maybe a few strangers, you're at a table socializing with people you can see, talk to, and you know, whatever. And that usually is what what gets them, you know, what gets them going. And it takes a little bit. Usually first couple sessions, new players I find, you know, because they're still wet in their feet. They're still not sure what they can and can't do or should and shouldn't do, you know. But when they start realizing the liberty that the game presents, you know, especially a game like like a role-playing game like Dungeons & Dragons, when you have an open world like the, like you do, you can relate it to their sandbox games or video games, you know. Like, yeah. you know, you like Grand Theft Auto or you like games like Skyrim, this is the same thing. It's 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 actually even bigger. You know, and once they realize that, they start eating it up. You know, and old players, old school players, getting them back into the game. Like I've had friends come back and play, you know, and again, it goes back to as a dungeon master, you you got to, you know, um, you got to. And this sounds really bad, but you have to put good bait on the hook. Right. Like <laughs> old players know what to expect. They know D&D. They know pathfinder they know Shadowrun. they know cyberpunk they know the games they've been there they've done that you know what i'm saying so you got to put a bigger worm on the hook for them because like i said they already know you know unless you know you unless the last time you played with them it was theater of the mind and now you have all these visuals like maps and tiles and 3d buildings and miniatures you know that's something that could entice them but generally like with older players i find it a little harder to entice than newer players because if a new player like i said if they're interested you know all you got to do is be like all right come get the come get the twinkie and they're gonna they're gonna as soon as they start getting their teeth wet or cut they're gonna be like yeah it's awesome i could do whatever i want you know we, we, we just kill the dragon whatever you know whereas old players are like all right what cliche thing are you gonna throw at us now john you know what i'm saying <laughs> I'm like well uh, my younger group that's all in their 20s um they just started playing with me. I'm their first dungeon master, which, you know, happy for them. Uh, <laughs> um, you have a grave responsibility, my friend. So, uh, so, keep, so keep anyway, they, away from them. <laughs> when I cancel on them, they are upset. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, um, I mean, they're sad. 
they want to, they wanted to play so bad. Yeah, they're disappointed. And, yes, and um, and then when even they get done with a session, you know, we play kind of late. They'll get done and they'll be so like still wanting more. They'll go play some Skyrim or they'll play something when they right. get home. Yeah, and it's like that's pretty cool that you know they're just in you know they like that whole fantasy that realm that they're in. And, yeah, I like to I like to leave games with a little bit of cliffhangers, even if it's a slow session. I like to leave them with a little something so that you know I'm getting yeah. messages during the week or whatever, like oh I can't wait till next week. I can't wait to see what happens or dude this was messed up. Man, we got to fix this or you know what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. whether it was a good. And I always tell people like because I ask people after every game like did did how did the game go? Did we have a good time? And I new players are always like oh this game sucked, man. Like why did it suck? Well, because my guy took damage and he almost died, and I'm like okay bad things to happen but that doesn't mean it was a bad game that just means something bad happened to your character think about it in the broader spectrum was the game bad and then when they start to actually sit down and realize like no it was actually a really good game i just sucked at my roles or whatever it was that you know you know what i'm saying and then you yeah. get those days where something really good happens and they're like oh it was the best game ever it's like well why why was why was it well, the best game ever? You know, in that in that same young group that I'm talking about, they've only played now how many sessions? Let's say four. One of them, they got in a huge argument amongst themselves. <laughs> That's thought, always fun. I thought this might not go anywhere. These guys are like at each other's throats, and like next week they're like, "Hey, cool, let's do it." Yeah. And then they talk about kill, you know, like almost dying or whatever. I think I've almost killed this one guy every single time he goes down. I mean, uh, so. <laughs> And he still loves it. It comes back for more. He, he's dressing up. And he's got a he's got a hooded cloak, and he's got like a, a bag of co uh, fake coins and stuff. I mean, he's ready to go. And I That's kill cool. him every time. <laughs> if he's going to keep a cosplay, if he's listening right now, he's going to be like that mother. <laughs> Hashtag not safe for kids. Yeah, well, more like uh, Wednesday. I had to cancel on my uh, my Wednesday group. You know, right now it's just me and two other guys. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to cancel because of the weather. You know, I don't want to be driving in the snow at 2 o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah. And uh, one of, and um, one of them was like, well, is this just because of the weather? I'm like, well, yeah. And, you know, I'm the only one that has kids. So. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's and, rough. And he's like, oh, no, 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 dude, that's cool. That's cool. Your safety is awesome. It's just, I, I felt bad for my player because for my players because I feel like I let him down as a DM. Mm, it we, happens, dude. Twice, yeah. twice a month. You can't think like that, man. You, gotta, you know, especially when it comes to like canceling a game, that's nothing, bro. That's nothing. Mm -hmm. When you, you, you know, when you let your players down, when you put them in a pit and there's only one way out and it's death, that's a, that's a letdown. And that's a oops. You know what I mean? Like you're thinking it's a cool adventure, a cool situation. They all die because you weren't planning ahead or thinking right. That's a letdown. That's when you let your players down. Not not canceling. You're canceling just because you can't get there. And it's, you know, it's weather conditions. There's, yeah. there's other ways to cancel too as a DM. Oh, yeah, for is, sure. You're not prepared. Oh, yeah. I've been there. I, I could have maybe DM'd one of those days, but. I know that I didn't have enough time. I was working nights. I was getting off. I was going to have to sleep. I'm going to be rushed. I'm like, I haven't planned ahead enough. I'm not going to go unprepared. I want them to have a great time. Now, can yeah. I wing it? Can you do Yeah, you can. But, but it's not as fun. Good. 
I want well, to make sure that we're all having a good time and happy. And, you know. I've, I've, I don't know. I've done it. I've, I've winged the game or two, you know, because I wasn't uh, not so much as I didn't want to prepare. It's just one of those life things, right? Like everything yeah, happened. Yeah. You couldn't get to it. And it was just like, well, there's no real reason to cancel. Everybody's ready. <laughs> Might as well get in there. And like I said, I think I said it in one of our last uh, one of our other streams. You know, I try to generalize my plan into a, like a couple key phrases like, you know, first to 10th, first to fifth level. They're going to get to town, meet the count. Count's going to put them in a, an adventure, and they're going to find out the count was behind everything. That's my general plan. Everything that goes from first to fifth le level, a lot of times it's, you know, uh, it's, you know, it's, I, I go right off of what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? And I'll put them where they need to be to keep the adventure going, right? But otherwise, I try to wing it because it's like if you make too rigorous of a, of a, of a plan, all it takes is one different, one odd choice, and your whole plan is out the window. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, now, yeah, yeah. now I have to railroad them into my plan, which that's well, the worst too, because now the players know, like, well, no matter what I choose, this motherfucker is gonna make me go left and save the farmer's daughter, even though I don't want to no. save that bitch. Now we have to. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I try to keep it a little looser so that. I can be more flexible. Like, okay, you guys are going to go left instead of right. I'll still figure out a way to get you to the dungeon that I need to get you yeah, to, yeah. but I'll let you make that choice. And, you know, so they're not feeling like they're railroaded. You know what I'm saying? And also, like, like I said, they're making the choice that well, they, they, they usually are, right? Because they could mm -hmm. literally be like, well, we're going to go back to town and we're not going to do shit. I'm like, all right, well, then that's here. Let's close this adventure. Let's try something else. Or, you know what I mean? Like, that's when you sit down and talk to the players and say, where are we at? What are we doing? What do you guys want to do? You know, um, and then, like I said, you know, it's it's it helps you as a DM to be more on the spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah. like I said, get yourself a generalization of what you want to do. Like if you wanted the party to fight a green dragon, you don't need a module to do that. You know what I'm saying? No. You don't need to railroad them to do that. You can just put any time they step out into the wilderness. That could be an encounter right there. That's all you got to get to the rest. <laughs> let them bless you let them fold it out you know what i'm saying let them write that part of the story you know you're just writing the main topics of each chapter they're gonna fill in the chapter and you know in the yeah, end I, like i, I said I it gives you it gives you the flexibility of not having to be as prepared every single time are you mostly homebrewing i always homebrew i'll take okay. stuff from modules i mean i'll use i've, I've used this module that I'm going to run, the Fendelver one, is going to be the first official module that I have actually ran since and Oriental that, Adventures. And that's but, the easiest one because you can you can read a little bit ahead and it really plays like a story. Yeah. And it's really easy to, to grasp and you can still adjust it like I did a lot because it leaves it kind of wide open. But yeah, they said it was real flexible. Well, right so, I mean, now, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm like I said, this will be the first official full-on module that I've ran since way back in the day. But I know that once it's over, I'm going to have to use my homebrew. You know what I'm saying? And that's, like I said, I like to leave it flexible for myself more, you know, because the players are going to make choices. That's the whole part of their, that's their whole job is to make choices and deal with the consequences, right? My job is to make sure that there are things for them to choose and things for them to deal with consequences. Like the, the choices and the consequences is my job. So I want to make it as easy for both of us as possible, right? So if I do have an off day, like I'm just not feeling it or whatever, whatever, I can still throw things at them and just be like, oh, 
this is they're gonna go home thinking wow this is a really interesting part of the story or this is a twist and i'm like yeah i just wrote that shit <laughs> so okay so how would you guys let's say somebody you got a friend that plays like 3.5 you want them to play 5e and your dm and how would you introduce them to 5e <laughs> see this book Oosh. um well i was a 3.5 hardcore player i mean i have mostly mm -hmm. all the books that i that you would need for three five and i was straight i'm only playing three five i don't need yeah. five and you know my friends actually recommended me uh to play five and they actually one of my buddies was like just get the starter set and read the book that's all you got to do he's like if you read it and you don't like it that's only what 20 bucks because it was 20 bucks at the time he's like it's only 20 bucks you spent 20 bucks on less shit so i was like all right fair enough <laughs> you know he wasn't wrong so i picked no. it up I read it i read what how it ran and i was like you know what it's not it's not actually before i picked it up i actually downloaded the free rules from wizard of the coast you know because that's it was, what i did it was free you know um and i was like yo it's not bad so that's what made me give it a shot so when i tell people if if they're playing three five and it's like well I'm straight up three five i'm like all right well cool would you try five if you're interested i'm interested in running it and you know if you're not totally cool and I move on to the next person, but you know, generally it's like, Hey, I'm going to try it. You don't have to, you don't have to, we don't have to commit to it. We don't have to play a campaign. Let's just try a one shot one night and see how it goes. Yeah, that's and that's what I told everybody um, in my group for five. I was like, I just want to one run event one night of an adventure. Let's see how it goes together. And if we don't like it, we'll go back to three, five. I mean, I, I still have all my stuff. So it's not like it's, you know, difficult yeah. to do so you know, like i said i just just bait them in you gotta put a, a bigger worm on the hook that's all okay you know, that's it i mean getting back to like you know the, um home brewing and stuff you know like one of the reasons why i wanted to cancel is because i i'm in tomb of annihilation i'm trying to run a module that's right sandboxy yeah. And I can get away with some, depending on what area they're in, because they're about to go in the jump. And I can I can win that. You know, mm -hmm. I can, it's random which way, which direction they go. There's a lot of different cool rules that they think they're going one way, but if they roll bad, they might be going a different way and all kinds of crazy stuff. But Well, too, the nice thing is, too, and stuff like that, landmarks can move. Players would be like, Oh, I want to go south. The map, I don't want to go to that temple up north. That temple could be on south, too. You're the GM, you write yeah. that's your story to write. So, but this is the thing, though, they, they can think they're going at north, but they it's a thick jungle, and they mm -hmm. depending on what they roll and everything, they can go to another hex. Yeah, there's when no street the, when, it get, when it gets into that hex crawl. There's going to be random encounters and monsters, and I can deal with that. Just don't have to plan. You can, you can kind of plan ahead, like, man, I really wanted to come up against this or this. And you can yeah. kind of squeeze it in at the right time. Um, and that's okay. Okay. But right, right now, uh, they're on the cusp of leaving town. And I have a feeling they're going to want to do some shopping or get some supplies and this and that. And I want to make sure that they don't throw at me something that is in town. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that is there. I kind of already told them that better be on my game and like what they might have and I want to be quick with uh, you know what I'm going to allow them to buy or they, they probably want to buy a couple dinosaurs to go on this uh, trek 
and like, I know it wants, one of them wants a henchman. I'm like, okay, um, I got some ideas. Okay, I want to make I'm sure gonna, I got all my, know, stuff, my notes. I um, you know, in the essentials kit, they have uh, sidekicks. Yeah, yeah. And to me, that's perfect for henchmen. You just yeah. you can download the uh, Unearth Arcana uh, psychic rules, uh, which I did, just in case yeah. if like my players wants some extra help i can just go through okay well here's this here's the stats for this right here i try not to give them too much when it comes to that kind of stuff like like what i'm gonna do with that and i recommend you guys if you ever use these guys because they're not stupid i'm not gonna let them use them as pawns say uh there might be traps out there henchmen go out there and walk no they're gonna go i'm not going out there (laughs) yeah i control the sidekick it's like the psychics to help you guys yeah. I mean, what I will do in a situation, because I've had that happen. I've had players, dude, I've had players use familiars as fucking bait. Like, uh, I'm going to send the familiar in to snoop around. And then there was a wraith in there, which freaks out animals. It doesn't matter how smart they are. They get freaked out and they panic and they leave. And the, his familiar booked. And he was like, well, what the fuck? I control that. I'm like, yeah, but it's a fucking wraith. That's what they do. <laughs> so you lost your familiar for like, I don't know how many rounds. Now. He's pissed, but it was like, <laughs> okay, that should be a lesson to you just because it's your familiar and you can, you know, Scott, like you guys share hip hop, you guys share stuff. Don't, don't just be reckless with your sidekicks or your familiars or your animal companions because they will die. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I explained to the kid because I was like, this is, do you know what it takes to get a familiar back after they die? And he was like, well, you just summon it again. I'm like, no. no. Look at the rules and watch how complex. Once he realized how complex it was to get a familiar back, he was like, all right, no. He kept it in a secret pocket, like one of those yeah. hiding pockets in his cloak <laughs> all the time. He only was, he would talk to it like, hey, man, are you okay in there? You know what I'm saying? It was like it, it was a whole different, like a whole 180 in character control. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they just they started doing that with NPCs as well. Like whenever someone would join the group, they was like, all right, man. You know, go in there and set them traps off and do, you know, and I even had like rogues or, or bards like roll charisma checks to try and con them into doing it. And it was just like, all right, are you guys evil? Like, because that's evil what you're doing. You know, speaking, speaking of like familiars, this is something I know we touched on this a little bit last time when I was talking about this party. Um, if a lot of something, a lot of new young people, like young people especially, are really young, um, they want to have a pet, they want to have. You know, I want to have this little animal, this little familiar, this little dog. They kind of want a familiar, but yeah. they're not going to call it that. They want an animal. Right, right. You give them, I, I give them. You want, you want a dog, you want a cat, you want a, huh. this one girl wanted a rat. So she's got a rat, and it really doesn't, it's a rat. I mean, it's going to do what rat thinks, you know, does. I mean, it's going to, you know, she yeah. wanted to send it to, you know, go scout a room for her. I said, okay, so give me an animal handling check. How much practice have you had with this rat? Yeah. And now you don't speak rat. This is an actual rat. Yeah. You know, it does not talk. Doesn't have no magical abilities. Got no intelligence. <laughs> so you're gonna send it off. I said I send it off. You know, and I said you know she goes, well, did it come back? I said, no, not yet. <laughs> Roll another animal handling check. You know, it was like I said, how long do you guys want to sit here? Okay, you guys sit for another 15 minutes. Okay, roll another animal handling check. And I said, hey, I'm gonna roll on the monster table of. Uh, Wandering monsters here in a minute. <laughs> that, Russ, right. that Russ monster that just came in ate your fucking rat, okay? <laughs> was rat. She was so worried about the rat. So I'm like, okay. Why did you send it out then? Because she didn't know. 
she wanted to have it search the room like it was like this cool thing. I'm like, yeah, no. well, familiars can do that shit, but yeah. mm -mm. like well, it's no. even like I said, it's my. I had a player. She had a. She was a druid, and she had an animal companion. You know, it's a little different than like a, a regular pet. Like as druids, you know, they train with their animals. They have like a. They don't have the familiar abilities, but they do have a connection with the animal. And she had a wolf, and like she never 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 was like all right i'm gonna send dakota in there and to scout it out like she was ne no she was like that motherfucker stays by my side and it will fight because it, it knew how to fight and stuff like that and it had stats and stuff like that and she only used it to fight if it was like well i can't handle this so i'm gonna need some help and you know the wolf would come yeah, and help cool. but she she never was like go forth and Conquer the villains for me. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool right there. Unless you're yeah. some kind of beast master. Right. You got like a tiger, you know, or something. Yeah. You know. And I mean, the wolf, it got, it, it went up levels with her, you know, it became epic just like she was, you know what I'm saying? But and at that point, you know, it was more, you know, it had more intelligence, it was more sentient, you know what I'm saying? So she, she built it that way, but she never abused it. Like I said, like the wizard when he first started his familiar was literally his gopher and it was just like hey man look um you're gonna lose the owl and when the wraith when they encountered the first wraiths that's when he realized like holy shit dude i could man i gotta go through all this and then he then he started taking care of it like an actual friend and <laughs> and not just a tool you know what i mean well like my daughter um she loves pokemon charmander's her favorite and i'm you know i'm trying to set something up where like when she wants to play D&D, like I'm trying to, well, she wants to play D&D, so I'm trying to set something up so that way she can have like a little Charmander, like maybe a, like uh, a whim for, and let, let that be like her little Charmander. Oh, yeah. yeah? Yeah, but I don't know how to go about that. She, what, kind of, what character is she, what class? Uh, I'm thinking about making her a fighter because mm -hmm. that's easy, that or maybe like a uh, source, uh, a sorceress. I mean, if she's a sorceress, she can get a familiar. I mean, that's that's mm -hmm. and that's what it is. That that you can just give her a pseudo dragon, and there you go. That's that's her Charmander. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It won't breathe fire, but she can oh, cast warlock. fire spells through it. You can, you can make her a warlock too. Yeah, warlock, wizard, or sorceress, and she'll be able to have a familiar that she can cast fire spells through. So it'll act like your Charmander. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's, that's probably the best way to do it because fighters it would just be an animal companion and it would just be he would she would have to like you know animal training and animal handling and like he like Kujo said yeah. she'd have to do it all well, she's only six too so yeah, so yeah it's just <laughs> it's complex this way with a familiar mm -hmm. it's more sentient so it'll it'll actually you know it'll be smart like her yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. it'll be it'll in a warlock is the easiest spellcaster it's limited yeah um yeah, for a young one to yep. have limited spells. I mean, I know she's really, really young, but I think that still would be out of the spellcasters would be the best. Yeah, yeah, I would say that Warlock. too. Because wizards and yeah. stuff, you start getting into sorcerers and wizards, and you're really looking at a lot of complex reading. I got math. a uh, topic. Um, I don't know if either one of you guys has made their own magic item. Uh, I have. I just want to see if you guys have. I've yes, I have. I did uh, in three five. Um, it was just a pain in the ass, you know, it's hard to balance those things, you know, but that was my experience. It doesn't, you know, I'm not saying that's what it is. I just, for me, it was, it was tricky to balance, you know, and I mean, it wasn't really a powerful, it wasn't a, like a 
you know, wondrous item. It was just a magic item, you know. But it's well, like, have you made one, Chris? Yeah, I made one. It was. Um, in your short time of DMing, he's made a magic item. Yeah, it was actually the Dragon Dagger, and mm-hmm. basically from Power Rangers, basically. Yeah. But what I did is, I, the uh, it was a <laughs> once per day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you play it like a flute. Yep. One of my paladins oh, had it. My paladin had it. He and was a dragonborn paladin. Shows up? Huh? Did the dragon zord show up? No, but it was a. Um, the white what one? color was the dragon? It was like a green dragon, I believe, is what he wanted. What the? So wait a second. Wait, 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 whoa, wait. wait a second. What level are they? And they got a dragon <laughs> dagger so that calls out dragons. Okay, so, okay. My first homebrew, <laughs> okay. My first homebrew was dragon heavy. So there was dragon and dragon battles. Is that the name? Of it? No, it's dragon heavy. It was dragon heavy. It was like, um, you all right, zero. <laughs> so he's choking on his pop. And then I created a double game. The dragon didn't kill them as soon as it was summoned. <laughs> no, but how? My paladin had a doppelganger too, right? Basically, the thing sass and stuff is him, and he had a dragon dagger too. So they were basically. So this rare, legendary, limited dragon daggers—you have two of them in the party. No, one in the party, and one on the other side. On the on the evil side. Yeah, there was only two in the world. Okay. Basically, one summon. Zero's life, his life or death. <laughs> Epic level campaign going on right here. Yeah, that was last one. That was the one that fell. <laughs> I thought my magic item was okay, but holy <laughs> green dragons are. They could, bitch. they could do it once. Dragon, uh, come here. Yeah, did they play it? I basically what I would do, I would roll a dice. I uh, and I would have like the dragons numbered. It would summon a random dragon. Now, if you summon like um, a red dragon. They was what, fucked. What's, what, what size? Like first, adult, first of all, uh, if it summoned any chromatic, colossal? they should have been fucked. I mean, like, unless it was know? a wormling, they should have been messed up because chromatics yeah. are evil, pure and simple. They don't. There's no negotiating. The there's one, no... Yeah, the evil one summoned uh, the evil dragons. Oh, okay. okay. Okay, so, that makes sense. And the uh, other one summoned one the other dragons. Okay. okay. All right. You have because at first I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah. They're gonna kill themselves. We need help to, to conquer this lich. Let me summon a green dragon. <laughs> green dragon no, like, got a lich and a dragon. like, how much you paying, man? How much you talking right now? <laughs> but like, uh, <laughs> he wanted the green dragon. I'm like, okay, well, you know, this dragon, I can. I'll go ahead. I'll change the alignment of this one green dragon. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. But mainly, like, I would roll a dice, and that's whatever dragon it was summoned. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my uh, item. I love to put it in D&D Beyond, but it's it's an evolving uh, <clears throat> item, so it's you can't just simply just make it, put stats on it, and that's there. But uh, my one son is playing a Blood Hunter from what Matthew Mercer made. Oh, that is so awesome. So... I was trying to make this character a little bit more unique. And when he, it's specifically for a blood hunter, by the way. So uh, when they were in Lost Minds of Fandel, they went down into a 
catacomb underneath the old, old owl well uh, that that wizard was uh, excavated. Uh, but he's a lot further along than in the you know in the manual or in the module. <clears throat> so they get down, they get down in there, and they end up finding this mask. He's a, playing a human character, so this mask is just like basically night vision goggles. You know, so mm. you got this red mask, and all it's doing is giving you night vision. So now a human can see in the dark like most of the rest of the races in the world. Yeah, like every other race. So it's just basically simple <laughs> magic item, nothing too big. Um, but it did have three or four crystal, like four holes in the forehead, this mask. And, um, you know, the, the red wizard that was working at, or at excavating at that old owl well, I, I made him a red <laughs> wizard of Thay. And he was working, he wanted that mask, but he wanted to complete the mask. The mask was just starting of a, this epic legendary item. And he's basically let my one son take it if he's going to try to go to this one destination and see this so-and-so's per you know i gave him a name that i got out of a different module that i knew was basically the four elements mm. and anyway <clears throat> when he sees one each one of these people is one of these big name characters he's gonna end up having a crystal infused into the, the mask and then he's taught how to use it and when he cut when the blood hunter cuts himself the blood comes out of his you know wherever he cuts magically and will go and you know he can use it to power his sword up or you know do various things uh, so i have it to where he can focus that and fill this crystal up and it takes four times so he can hurt himself hit point wise to fill this crystal up <clears throat> the amount of however the amount that he fills it i've got a, like a, a scale he can release it in that particular energy type and he creates a elemental so he went with water first so and you know, nice if it's only if he's only got one charge, I have I actually went with the, the homebrew stats that somebody made on D D Beyond. Yeah. And in older editions <clears> they have smaller elementals, like small, medium, yeah. large, and you know. Well they don't have that five either, it's just the big daddies and then yep. they got the um, I noticed that. So what yeah. I did is I've got the miniatures for the smalls Me and too. the mediums. So yeah, what I'm gonna guys. do is to, to use those too. I'm like, I wanna use these. That's a perfect way to use them. If he wants to like charges up just a little bit he can summon a small little elemental to help that's cool for and then he could fill it up and charge it up bigger what i want to do is like super epic level that the wizard really wants he doesn't want it he wants to complete it to where he can make um what's the uh the largest elementals of them all titans. is that the, those figures that you got no titans that you can like actually like the whole mountains moving, you know, yeah. Like that's, yeah, I was gonna say, is it Titan size, right? Like so, Titan a colossal elementals. Like yeah, that's he's trying to take over the world. He's trying to make Titan. <clears throat> so, damn, my magic item sounds like shit compared to y'all's. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you motherfuckers are making epic. I made a suit of armor, just a breastplate for a fighter that could absorb um, elemental energy and have that bonus, like. If he took some damage from fire, the next round the armor made him fire resistant like ten percent. You know what I'm saying? Like for the save or whatever it was. So if he took lightning, he would get the elemental resistance to lightning. But it had to be he had to be he had to be hit by whatever it was. Or like if he set it in fire, it would have elemental resistance to fire. 
Like that was it. So question on that. If he was hit by force damage, he would have resistance to force if it's a saving throw. So if he if he takes fire damage, does it summon a dragon? No, no, I was gonna do that, but I was gonna ask I just gave him a bag of holding. He had a bunch in his bag of holding. That's what you that's where you put your dragons. I was gonna ask if he got hit by force damage, could he uh, take that force damage and shoot it right back at him? Uh, no, it wasn't no, nothing like that. Nothing just like elemental. that. Oh. No, he's just elemental resistance. That's all. But it, you believe me, when you start going into bigger levels and higher level mm-hmm. monsters, you, yeah. you, it helps. You know, the elemental right. resistance does help. Like when you're fighting frost giants and they're in their element, you're, you know, you, you need something. You know what I'm it's saying? A, or what's cool with this magic item is that it's something that <clears> is a taken to on his character. He doesn't need any. Like he's he's got this magical weapon or item that can grow with him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's trying to actually do the campaign, but also on his own search to complete this mask. And so he's got his own goals. Right. And I can and I can dictate like when he's ready for that next level to like kind of, you know, maybe he's kind of make completing both paths, you know, the campaign, and maybe it's also going to end up running into, you know, along the way, running into completing that. So yeah. Unless the whole party's like, hey, we want to we want to help him complete, complete this now, you know. And so the campaign goes. So you're kind of doing like a, the Matt Mercer uh, thing, like it evolves with the player. Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad idea, though. I mean, no. you think about it, right? Because if you give them something like I did, it was generic. It was great for like tenth level to fifteenth level, but after that, it was, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, I know a character. I have a miniature that I bought him, and so I hope he keeps wanting to play this character because I got it from Russia. And, oh. Uh, it was actually a character that um, was kind of cool because it, it came with multiple heads. And one hmm. of the heads had, it was just like a guy with, um, he had like a sword and then he had a gun. So I took the gun and made it into a crossbow. And then um, the multiple heads, I magnetized them so I could switch them out. One of them, he has kind of like a cowboy kind of kind of um, a witch hunter type yeah. head. Yeah, yeah. And he's just got a regular beard. He's just, you know, regular face, you know, dude. And then he switched it out, and it's, you know, he's got the same pattern on, and he's got these, uh, like these, this, like the mask on. So I, I painted the mask the color. You know, it's kind of like um, steampunky type mask. Yeah. And so I can swap his head out when he's using his mask, and I can swap it out when he's not. And then that I, is awesome. Then it came with like this little body that was like supposed to be part of the base, like this like, guy. That if he, you know, like he was trying to stab him. So I didn't put that on the base. I took this ghoulie guy about the same scale, exactly the same. I took his head. So he got this like ghoulie, ghosty type head. And I cut that off and I magnetized that as well because he's playing a blood hunter. Uh, uh, the blood hunter type that he picked was the spiritual one or the, the ghost okay. spiritual one. And so when he gets to a certain level, he actually becomes a corporal. And I want to, so I'm going to paint that. He's got the skin blue and I got his hair all white. And so when he goes in corporal, I can throw that head on. Um, it's pretty cool. He, he's really loved it. That sounds pretty badass. Yeah, I never, like I said, the one item and that was it. I never really, because there was so many different magic items in so many different books. Yes. It was like, what do you need that's not? 3.5, it was Magic Item Fest. Yeah, it says like there's something for everybody there, you know. And mm-hmm. chances are, like magic items are like maybe good for four or five levels, 
because after that you just start you need more things different things you know what i'm saying and your stats start to outdo the magic item it's like what's the point of carrying it around you know so so i know um zero have you um pre-ordered the uh wild mountain campaign setting yet what's that it's the new dd supplement uh book that's going to be coming out in march wild mountain yeah a wild mountain Sorry, yeah, wild it's, mountain. It's basically a campaign setting. It's uh, Matt Mercer's campaign. Oh no, yeah, no, I, I did not. Um, I'm gonna keep Forgotten Realms, and I'll be honest. Um, I, I am not familiar enough with Matt Mercer's stuff to support it. Not that I don't think we should. I'm just saying, I'm not gonna. I don't know it, so. Well, you, you know what I mean. See like, it anyway if you're on DZ Beyond in one of my campaigns. Huh? You can read it. Okay. For free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can use three hashtag, I have three campaigns. So. Hashtag Cujo's awesome. Hashtag free is for me. <laughs> yeah. That, so, yeah. By the way, I need to print out everything off that Cujo has bought for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny, huh? In the um for my two hundred giveaway, uh the essentials kit, I was trying to figure out what to throw in there extra, you know. A dice. Set a dice. Uh, no, I actually threw in a full player's handbook. Really? Um, but it's it's is my first copy, which was a copy. It's actually a printout of the player's handbook. Um, but it's double sided and it was printed on a resin printer, so it actually feels the paper actually feels better than the paper in the book. So whoever's getting this this player's handbook is lucky as fuck. Well, like I said in the comment that I made, if I win it, I'm giving it to my uh, player because he wants to DM, and that's perfect for him. Tell him to subscribe. And 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 comment so that you got two chances to win. Think smart. And I could go on my other account and do it too. Yeah, you could. Fucker. <laughs> no wonder Crit wins everything. <laughs> he wins all the giveaways. Hey. Fucker, yeah. I like six accounts. That wasn't me. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I just checked Facebook before I got on here and I'm I'm in a uh, Facebook group. Uh, with some Dwarven Forge people, and I just got a looked at my notifications, and I seen Stefan Bacorny. Stefan Bacorny is the maker of Dwarven Forge, and he liked my video. I just watched the video. Awesome, your videos are good. I just watched the video that he did a couple years ago, the one with the castle series. Yeah, you know, and he was putting it all together, and he 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 cracks me up. He's goofy, isn't he? He cracks me up. I watched the Dwarvenot, Dwarvenot the documentary, and I was like. This little guy yep. is huge and he doesn't he's not it's like he, he doesn't re, he doesn't realize he's big. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's saying, making everything for the right reason. He's not in it for sure, the money. Sure. No, 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 no. I know that. And it, he's humble, that's for sure. What I'm yeah. saying is what I'm saying is just listening to this cat. <laughs> I know. He just it's like he's playing D D with his stuff. <laughs> And he's not connecting that he's a giant in the community right now. Like, it's just not there. He's just like, ah, just playing D&D. You're like, no. <laughs> no, man. You don't just your play D&D, you fool. You're, like, you're, you're here man. now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, like, you, you're not. You're up here with Gary, Gary Gygax. Man. Yeah, I mean, and he respects the guy. He respects his family. I know he still plays games with Gary's son. You know, so like he's up there, you know what I'm saying? But he doesn't, 
it's, there's none of that. You don't even see it. You know, like, you know, it's just, it's weird. Cause like I was watching the video and he introduced himself. I knew who he was as soon as I saw the video, cause I know the videos and I know him, but he did it like, kind of like we do it. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm nobody, but you're going to enjoy this anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> Well, like I've been, I watched those, uh, Wimwood, uh, that one life that Winwood puts on YouTube and stuff, and he's showed up showed up a couple of times on there. The younger guys of Dwarven Forge are like, "Oh yeah, we we work for Dwarven Forge." He's like, "Yeah, whatever." Like, yeah, I own that <laughs> shit. Exactly. Like, yeah, you're like, "Hey, he, let's play some D and don't like, care." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, and it's funny because like when you look, watch the, the the documentary, he doesn't come out and say it. But it's like this stuff was created for his world, right? Like he didn't do it to make yeah, yeah. a shit ton of money and be like, oh, I'm going to be a fucking millionaire because I made this crazy ass ter terrain set. He was like, I want to run the fucking coolest Dungeons and Dragons. All the shit that he creates, he ran for his group. Like yeah, he yeah. used to run for his group. Mm -hmm. That's his playtest area, right? So that's how he knows what works, what doesn't, how every set is actually like evolved you know I what like i mean how he's, i like how they show his drawings and mm. it's just like me and you would draw like hey yep. i want to make this and then you just kind of sketch it out yeah like yep. all of a sudden he's making it yep know? yep and like i said he started with resin now he's doing the plastic now they're magnetized and you know what i'm saying it's just like it's like like i said the dude did it because he was like well i want some cool shit for my table you guys can use it too <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. that's why everything's a kickstarter which is you know, it's the way yeah, to go. Yeah. Well, like I read his um the, the venture that they put out for that big old dungeon set that they put out. Man. My gosh, that was like a I'm like, man, I wish you I could play that, that. You know that like when I got uh, Caverns Deep, you know, now that I have all the whole set finally here. Um, it also came with a soundtrack, like about fifteen tracks or so on a uh, battle is it called battle? Oh, it's called Battle Forge, Battle Something. It, it, it's a website, and you know a lot of DMs use it. I guess it was new to me. Sirenscape, like, not Sirenscape. Okay. It's called like Battle Something. Battle I want to say that was the first Battle Bards. Battle Bards. That was the first online platform for sharing tracks like that. Battle Bards. Yeah, because Dungeons and Dragons, like Wizards of Coast in 3.5, they released soundtracks. Uh, they worked with Midnight Syndicate or whatever the fuck it was called. Yeah. And they put together soundtracks for D&D &D with, like, the CD came with the official Wizards of Coast D&D &D logos, you know, all the licensing and stuff. And they, I, I think I have a few of them, actually. Um, I want to say it's Midnight Syndicate. I could be wrong. It could be something else. I'm totally, like, butchering it. But I have a few of their soundtracks that are totally ambient for whatever. Like, if you wanted to play Ravenloft, they made a couple soundtracks that were vampire, uh, horror, uh, adventure, fantasy themed, right? So the music was very, very, like, uh, collaborative for that theme. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it was really cool because they were doing it for a while. They were releasing a ton of them. I would pick them up at the game store, like, wherever my hobbies or gaming was, that I could pick them up there. And they made a ton of different ones, you know, like most of them were dark gothic-y, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, they, they fit. They fit the genre. Like, yeah. I mean, just, and I found, like, running music 
during adventures and stuff as long as it's not over superseding what i'm saying like if you can't hear yeah. me because my music's too loud then obviously i shut down but mm -hmm. it totally totally envelops people in the atmosphere hey, like it totally I'll, I'll tell you what when we were on that ship that long journey uh however many days trip it was i had on my tv in the background youtube and i put on it was something that uh, it was meant kind of for dnd but it was just like a long thing you just put it on it just keeps on going and they, they were on a ship and it was just like the ropes tying and, and, and you hear yes the boards going you know creak in and it yeah was just, just the it was just ocean the sound so yeah, yeah everything sound. got quiet it mm -hmm. kind of felt like you were still on a ship yes and that was yeah really those those cool. are awesome that was really cool they, i i have some in my queue like in my watch later queue like i have a tavern sounds you yeah. know where it's just noise like white noise for being in a fantasy tavern mm -hmm. you know it's like i have one for traveling i have one for desert uh you know kind of arabian deserty you know different ones so that it's like you want to set a theme you just click it it's like three to ten hours long you just click it and forget it you know and it just sets that mood it keeps them um, immersed in that mood you know what i'm saying yeah that's why i said uh, you got to put a bigger worm on the hook michael um Giffy or something. He's a YouTuber that makes ambient sounds and dungeon sounds. And um, I need to upload that video. I got to see if I can find it. But yeah, I reached yeah. out to him to see if I could do a review for him, you know, because I want to get his permission first. This is his sound and stuff. That way I don't get a strike or anything. Right. Well, is it open license? Or is it just like you got to ask? Because some people are really good about it. Like mm -hmm. just put the licensing in their in your description or yeah I mean, I, i'm not quite for sure i just but um what do you think of those puffers i like that and you know i what? liked it <laughs> for me that's oh, crucial. The smoke it's crucial because like i was telling you before the fog is so wet that it'll destroy foam core like yeah, we've we've destroyed buildings trying to use fog machines you know what i'm saying but that stuff if it doesn't if it doesn't leave any heavy moisture that's perfect dude that's perfect. Yeah. Some of that. How much was those? Uh, they were. I want to say I priced one of the small. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. There's one that was like a volcano, so it's a little bit larger. And there was one that was just more of a rock formation that was a little bit smaller, but kind of still looked like a volcano. Um, they were about seventy dollars but that was with the, the volcano plastic that covered it it was the puffer itself um did it come with that volcano? yeah like you can get it in the kit so you can get like you know six puffers all by themselves and you just mm -hmm. build something yourself you just 3d print something yourself or i just wanted you know since i don't have anything i, and I don't have a printer i'll just like yeah i'll just get one kit of each and i think it came to like i want to say almost two almost two hundred dollars babe right? did you see amber's text so how how do you refill them up? Shona, did you see uh, Amber's text? Water. Really? Yeah. And then they have intermittents where you can have it to where it just like puffs and then mm -hmm. it waits a little bit, then it puffs again. Like a geyser. Yeah. Yeah. So I it, saw that too. So that was I guess that's why they it, put it in that volcano thing. That's really you can cool. Put it on its side. You can you don't have to have it straight up and down. Yeah. Um, I you like, know what it reminds me of? I like of? the little speakers. You know what it yeah, those speakers was awesome. Um, in hold up, in uh, in that tank, that see that big tank back there? Yeah. 
there's a smoke machine. So when it turns on, it puffs smoke like like the tanks, you know, it comes out the exhaust. It's dry. It's an oil. It's like a, a oil based thing. You put a couple drops in and the machine pumps it out like it cooks it. It's just like an element in there yeah, that yeah. it gets heated up and then the element cooks the oil. So there's no there's no it's, it's smoke, but there's no moisture. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah, no like an old tr uh, Christmas train. Yeah. Well, no, because no, all Christmas trains were water. That was steam. That was actually little vats with hot water. You put water in there and it would warm it up. And then that was where you got your steam. But this is like, a, like I said, it's just a, a oil based smoke machine. It's like a silicone oil. So I don't know yeah. if those machines do the same thing, but it's almost like that. You know what I'm saying? So as I, like I said, for me, for the scenery that we use, that would be, that would be perfect because this stuff is all cardboard and paper and foam and that just gets ruined, you know? Obviously, like the Dwarven Four stuff is great because it doesn't. That's just you just wipe that off and you're good. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, the other stuff. Yeah, I've always wanted to use fog machines in my in my tabletop games. It's just it ruins everything. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like oh, all this stuff's got to go to the garbage. <laughs> so. But it wouldn't hurt three uh, D printed stuff. That's just plastic. Solid yeah. Plastic, so. I'm really on the fence about a three D printer, man, because. It's know, just the initial be. purchase of it, um, but I really there's so many different things I want to do. I love it. I know if you go to if you go to uh, online and go to like what is it, uh, printable terrain, um, that's a good one. Uh, there's a couple of them that are just like Thingiverse has a lot a lot of terrain yeah, on there. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of people that are selling terrain for like a dollar for the file. You know, and then yeah. you print out this really, you know, you can print it out as many times as you want. What I want to do, yeah. what I, what my goal is, because my buddy got a printer, he's learning how to use it. My goal is to design the stuff, to actually oh, yeah. design unique pieces exactly. of scenery and have him 3D model it and print it out, you know, because, you know, we've done it before. We've done, I've designed something, he's modeled it in 3D and then he, we've printed it out. We went through Shapeways to get it printed out. But the fact is that he knows how to 3D model. So I'm like, you know, we should take advantage of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I'll draw. I got to come up with a world and then the atmosphere of the world, the races in the world. And, you know, because that way your scenery is more unique. Because I could I could make, you know, I could make ruined scenery. That, that's easy to do. You just draw some bricks and some walls and whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I want to do stuff that has some character and some element of theme, right? Like, so... If it's racially based, like you know how dwarven stuff looks a certain way, elven stuff mm -hmm. looks a certain way. I want to do stuff like that, you know. Man, this is right on page with what um, I, I mentioned before about this book that I bought. That um, I backed the Kickstarter. That a guy, what's his name? Guy Sanders. Guy, he's a D and D guy. He's on YouTube. He has a, he does his, he plays uh, his D and D live where he's you know doing kind of like a critical role. With, Anyway, he did his own his first Kickstarter. He made a book. And I told you about the ships and all <laughs> the different races, and all the races have their own ships and all that. Well, guess what? You know, when those the artwork I don't have yet. I got the PDF artwork, but when the book actually comes out, I got it in my hand. All that artwork's going to be in there of all these crazy, cool ships that all these different, different races have, and I'm going to want them. <laughs> and I'm not going to be able to do it because I want be one. I want one. Unique from the artist. I sent you guys a link. I put a link in in our pay on our server about this this Kickstarter that's going on right now, that the guy's designing airships from different races, and it's oh, a Kickstarter. Yeah. 
I mean, some of them were just like, oh my God, dude. Yeah. One fucking one. And I'd be like, Phew. see, on my 3D printer, I was looking at that on mine. I would have to print that in sections. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. Most of the time you do. Yeah. Well, Honestly, do? look, man, hold up, guys. I'll show you something. My sister in law, her build volume on hers is like, my, it's 500 by 500 by. Oh, yeah. 500. And I'm like, he goes, yeah, here's my 3D printer. I'm like, how much did you pay for that? I think she says they paid like five, six hundred dollars for it. I'm like, I'm happy with my two twenty by two twenty by two forty one. I just need mine to print off minis for now. Look, these guys were printed on an Ender three D Pro. Okay, so that tells I'm gonna go me, get mine. That tells me <laughs> that I mean, you guys that are using three D Pros, you know, hate and or not hate, but he I think he had one. My buddy James. This is this to me is quality. It's pretty good quality, yeah. For, you know, they say that FDM, that they say FDM, like hate says so FDM, not good. You can't get good quality, but you sure can. This guy's got skeletons. He's got other stuff, you know, and they're cheap. You know, they're not they're not the greatest, right? But look, oh, what I'm saying, things. what I'm saying is, here. what I'm saying, crit and everybody is that if you're not getting this quality. He's, he doesn't have anything on his printer or in his software that is creating this quality. He's just manipulating the software for the printer. It's all in the printer settings. You just got to figure out those numbers. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I'm telling people, I'm like, you can do quality shit. You just have to learn how to use the printer. You can't just turn yeah. it on. Like this one. Find the file and hit print if it and then expect it to be fantastic. Yeah, I, I gotta get a better camera, but hey, you bought that one, right? No, I printed this one. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. I don't know. It's like, but yeah, the lines. Well, I, I used the paint that you guys gave me mm -hmm. and stuff on it, and oh my gosh! You want a green planet? <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's magic. Here, 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 here. here. <laughs> Wait, what happened to the map? How are you doing that? Here, let's go to my living room, okay? Yeah, I'm gonna laugh myself to death. Where's the that's your living room? You have a grand Holy piano crap. in your living room? Go back there and play that piano. You don't tell me you can't afford mortar boards. How are you doing that? Okay, okay, okay. Fine, fine. I'll you're a big fat phony. Oh shit. He's a phony. Okay, no, how about that one? What is that? That's your brick wall. You're outside now? How did you get outside? Oh, I don't know. Have a oh no, it's a dice! Ah! <laughs> Why'd you blow your flute? Uh, flute? You get a <laughs> big dragon behind you. <laughs> I gotta find the staff for it. But uh you know my buddy still has that that toy. He has the dagger and he has the dragon sword. Dude, you know how much those goes for? Mm -hmm. He still has them. He has them all. In, when he was a kid, he had all the Power Ranger stuff, and he has them all in boxes. I'm, every time I see him, I'm like, you might be missing something. I told my friend, sold his uh, all his Power Ranger toys for like $200. I'm like, I'll give you $300, $400 for all of your toys. Yeah. But he took them to this uh, collector's place, and they only gave him half what I was going to give yeah, them. They, that's their whole thing, right? It's like a pawn shop for toys. That's what yeah, I'm like, why did you take my offer, dude? He goes, well, I needed the money right away. I'm like, dude, if you would have just waited, 
You would have had double the amount. I would have given you half now and half he later. Said, bro, he said, he totally said he needed the money now. Well, I was gonna give him two hundred now. Don't you know what crack is, bro? When you gotta buy crack, you gotta buy it now. You can't have half now, half later. Not tomorrow, you gotta, not not on Friday. You gotta have that money, son. Why do you think they steal VCRs, dude? Because they get that money. What's a VCR? Now? Huh? What's a VCR? Hey, that's what they steal back then. Man. It's the old thing, man. They stole them Wait, things back then. I know what a VCR is, but these guys might not know. But um. Look, if you don't know what a VCR is, I'm done. I, I can't right now. <laughs> Young ass. No, but honestly, the quality that like the printers are putting out these days or the numbers that you crunch in for saying, stuff. Like he's this guy's got a whole video, right? The guy who did these turtles, he's got mm -hmm. he's got a skeleton group, a group of skeletons, same thing. He did a video and he showed like how he hollows out the miniature, how he frames it, how he you know, the numbers that he uses, I send it to my buddy. I'm like, look, you got to watch this video, dude, because if you're going to print out 3D miniatures, you're going to need to know this shit because it's it's not it's not just click and print. That's, you know, you can do that. But when you get that shitty quality, you're like, mm. you lie to yourself yeah. and say, oh, it looks good. But dragon sword, what dragon sword? <laughs> I think that's your nephew. No, that's my buddy, uh, my buddy, Eric. What's up, dude? VCR, very big. <laughs> when they came up with the, the dragon sword, it's like, hey, they got, we have this sword. Let's blow into it. And we can, you know, yeah. I, mean, I have this hollow sword with holes like a flute. But it does damage. Like every time you it hit somebody with it, it sparks. And it's going to call a big old. <laughs> Explosions. Oh, on the funny That's... thing is, okay, you know it's based off of Super Sentai, right? From Japan. And the dragon's name is actually Caesar. And the song he's playing is actually uh, March of the Dragons. If you ever get the chance to listen to the fourth song, it's it's not a bad song at all. Is it called March of the Dragons? March of the Dragon. <laughs> Hashtag no license. <laughs> uh, I got about halfway through that Warhammer 40K. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, my God, dude. I, I had to take a shower. That's listen. pretty cool. I saw it. I was in the hospital when I came across it because I was looking for audiobooks, right? Because I just needed something to take my mind off everything. And I, I, I knew that they had made a book called Hell's Reach, you know, and it was about Armageddon. It's one of the big historic battles in Warhammer 40K uh, with the orcs and, the, you know, the humanity and stuff. And I knew about it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to listen to it. And I came across this. And I'm like, is this a video, like a movie? And I was like, you know what? Did it. I started playing it. I didn't go to bed till 2.30 in the morning that night because I was just like, like it started off with the whole sketchy, like you see, it's black and white. Yeah. It's, so the guy that did that, it's basically a book. It's an audio book. But the guy who put the visuals together is a storyboard artist. So he did everything initially in storyboard format. This is why you have all the black and white pencil sketching and stuff. But as you watch the video, he actually progresses the animation to full on 3D CG animation. Well, I only got halfway. It's so trust me. I think it's what three hour long. I think yes. I, just I just stick with it. You're gonna. It's if you never do anything else in 40k again, this is a good story and it's a yeah. good visual reference for yeah, that. Well, I tell you what, it got me looking. Right after we talked, I started looking up. I watched. I watched a battle report with the the uh, emperor's children against. Uh, some other kind of imperial. I don't know what they were. They were in red. You know. 
But anyway, I watched I watched the whole battle report just because I wanted to watch uh, you know. <laughs> A, you know, a game to see how they played. I'm like, yeah. I want to play Emperor's Children now. I mean, you know, I want to, you know, I'm like, the nice gonna thing get the Black Templar. I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna just go at it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, I got, this is just, a, I just did that squad because of that story. That's what these guys are. The ones I took the pictures of, they're just based on those characters in that story. Because, yeah, I was just like so impressed by the way they wrote those characters. I was like, dude, I got them. I got so you got the that. skull mask. Yeah. For that one dude, yep. I found that I found the chaplain with that mask, that exact oh, helmet. So, okay, you know, so it's it's kind of hard to see, but it's that it's that helmet with the skull yeah, mask. It's, so, in Warhammer, can you use yes, um, 3D printed minis in tournaments and stuff? No, no, no not in, no, not in tournaments. No, no, that's an official that's, thing that the ITC. Yeah, unless you have such great printed models, they don't even let you use recasts. So really? Like, like this guy here is a recast of a model because I can't afford the original. Um, if they find out it's a recast, I'm disqualified. I can use it in a regular game. Like, I can use it against Cujo. I can use it against you. And as long as we're okay with it, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which me, personally, I don't give a shit. But in a tournament, no. They want legitimate models. Uh, I think the model requirement is 80% official Games Workshop model. So you can convert, you can do different configurations of models, but 80% of it has to be Games Workshop. Now, Chris, like if you wanted to play with Zero, you guys, you live close and you're like, your buddies. Literally, I played like this because I had a guy that, you know, he didn't have a lot of money. He did have some models, but we had the books. So you know how many points everything costs. And you just make a bunch of circle discs and you, you say what they are on. When we Not started. That cool. When I started. I mean, I played with uh, generic, whatever generic thing I could find, like model-wise. I had old models from Dungeons and Dragons, old thing, and I just used that just to learn how to play the game. Dude, we played with books, we played with shoes, with hats for scenery, <laughs> just to have stuff to move guys around. I remember one time I played a game at an event. We were at a, a weekend-long event, and there was the, the rooms were crowded the tables were crowded so we wanted to play a game of aeronautica it's the planes and i was like can we play outside because it was summer we like they were like yeah knock your socks off so we just played right out on the concrete and we did the same thing we used shoes hats boots for scenery but we played this game and you know just because it was like we just need to play we just we didn't give mm -hmm. a fuck you know what i'm saying so you can play with the barest of minimums um and I have video, I have a couple videos in my lists of how to actually start playing games like Age of Sigmar and Warhammer 40k without like you know making it rain. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's the biggest complaint a lot of people have is like, well, it costs too much money. It's you know whatever plastic crack, and it's like, yeah. That's why I checked you, your first scrape. When you play, when you break down your hobbies, I don't give a fuck what it is unless it's drawing with pencil and paper. You are paying money, whether you do it immediately yeah. up front in an initial investment or you do it long term, you are spending a lot of money. The only thing I don't like, and you could probably agree with this on Warhammer in general, fantasy, new stuff, old stuff, is I don't like how they almost put a dollar amount on point cost, not really a dollar amount on how much plastic it took to make the damn model. You're absolutely right. And that is one of the biggest things i hated about games workshop is that they don't value the model like 
these two guys are not based on the amount of plastic or resin. They're based on statistics. So really? this guy may be small, but like, for example, yeah, one liter of cost you this guy here will cost you $35. You know what I'm saying? Because, not because he, he costs because $35 of plastic. It's because of his statistics. He's basically a chess piece. He's a pawn on a game, on chessboard. This is all these guys are. They're just yeah. really well, nice. Do you see companies. how much the team at mini cost? I mean, well, yeah, it's like 60 they're, bucks. They're yeah, I bought it for 60 bucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's about really? 60 bucks. I thought it was higher it's, than that. That's the thing well, is, yeah, you can't get <laughs> the thing is, TMS, yeah. you know, TMS probably they know you're probably going to use that miniature one time in a campaign. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. they're trying to make it so that everyone can afford it, which is why you have bones, which is why you have, you know, the new WizKids models, you know. I have an Umber Hulk that I paid $20 for when it was first released back in the day because it's pewter. They're literally almost identical to the ones that's out in there right now. It's almost identical, but mine is pewter, you know, but it cost me almost $20 because pewter cost a lot of money back then. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Whereas yeah. now we don't use pewter anymore because the fucking, the plastic is cheaper. See, you if know? you look at WizKids line, you're going to see that they're small pieces. They're selling two for four dollars they're five making bucks. money it's two dollars a little miniature yeah, yeah. They're, they're making, they're making money. money because they know but, oh shit i can buy like 20 guys for 20 bucks so i'm gonna spend more money yeah, yeah. And it's not that bad it's not terrible yeah. but then when you look at their the ones their bigger models are a little tiny bit more it's a little bit more plastic and you know, a little bit more half to them and then their bigger models will be like 15 dollars you're gonna get that you know a little bit more they're not like hey they're you know like if they come out with a TMF, it's unpainted. It's not going to probably be like $25, $30. Yeah. That same model would probably because cost it's just half the because of the, yeah. painting it's it. And, painted, and it's not mm -hmm. extra cost. See, I would buy that if it was unpainted and painted myself. Lot of, dude, a lot of people would. <laughs> and in the long run, they would make more money. Hey, it's been going for like $100 plus for a long time. Uh, the thing is that you got to think. Back into my hobby store. I, I seen it listed. I thought I was going to be buying a, a unpainted one, and I yeah. bought it right away, pre-ordered it, and when it came painted, I was like, "Holy crap! Sixty bucks, fifty-five dollars." Yeah. Uh, I thought I was getting an unpainted one for that. But yeah, I when I saw it online, I was like, "There's no way that cost that little." Like I thought there was something wrong, but the like, thing is, too, you got to remember, they're making miniatures also for guys who don't know how to paint. <laughs> And can't, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of DMs out there that can't paint very well or won't risk painting miniatures and wasting money, so they make them painted. Like, that's why they came out with that whole look, man. This is just fucking orcs and, and trolls. And $13 right now is what TMS going for. Look at this. This is all goblins and fucking kobolds and stuff, you know, because yeah. it was super cheap, you know. It was like 10 bucks a box for like eight or nine guys. Who, why wouldn't you do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, especially well, if you don't. Just so you guys know, if you, I'm sure Zero, you've been paying attention a lot, but you know, maybe anybody listening. Anything that WizKids is coming out with now, like that big ship that I bought, it was $200, you know, $199, whatever it was. I think I got one of, one of them I paid like 205 because I got it like a few days late. And one of them I got for like 178 or something like that. But either way, um, they're right now they're going unpainted for like 119. Yeah. Um, really? so any, like the elder brain that I just got, if anybody's liking it, 
hang on. It'll be unpainted, I am 100% sure, for half the cost, or if not, you know, like 30 bucks. Like the Kraken. I bought the Kraken painted. You can get the Krakens now, unpainted. Um, oh, they sell that one unpainted? Yeah, it's unpainted now. It's mm. I, I saw the painted one, and I was really thrown off at first. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a... It's it's not even the color, it's the design. Like and yeah, that's I the I, new Kraken. Yeah, it's the new version. And I, I get it. Like I actually watched the lower video and the guy was talking about why does it look like this as opposed to this. And I was like, Okay, it makes a lot of sense, like what they're talking about. And I've actually read some audiobook or listened to some audiobooks where they had a Kraken in there and, and they, they really went into the whole history and lore and mythology of it. And I was like, Okay, it makes total sense. But I was just like, man, it looked like a. It just threw me off. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I was like, what the fuck but is that? You know, thing? what's crazy is that to me is the kraken. So when I see a, a giant squid kraken, I'm like, that's a giant squid. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, that's, <laughs> that's the thing, the, right? The kraken has always been a giant squid. Like it's know. all in every mythology. And they it's still always, have them. It's called the yeah. young kraken. Yeah, young. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So they evolve into this like monstrous. Well, like this one has hands, like it has the front hands. I was like, "What?" The? <laughs> okay. But it makes sense now. When I know the, now that I know the lore, yeah. I was like, "Oh, that totally makes sense." You know. I have a question. Okay. I'm looking at I'm looking at the Tiamat minis right now, right? Okay. Friend? The iconic realm ones Tiamat is sixty nine seventy five. The attack What's wing is ninety nine ninety nine. What's the difference? Attack wing is tiny. She's tiny. No, she's. It's they're both exactly the same miniature. Is it really? Yes. Icons of the Realms is going to have a black circle base. The attack wing is going to have a huge square, uh, clear base. Oh, this one looks like it has a black base on it on the box. Because she, well, she flies, right? Box. She's flying. On the uh, box. It's wrong. She... It's attack wing. Uh -huh. It's got. They both have a clear stand, but the attack wing one. Will have sections of clear, and you can stack them to get different types. Oh, okay. The attack wing. I've got the attack wing box set, so I know. You know, I've got those three dragons: the uh, blue, copper, mm -hmm. and the red. So they're basically both the same mini, just. But the the base is really huge, so they don't tip over, and it's meant for gameplay, like tabletop gameplay. Um, and it's a specific game. And yeah, it's like a, it's a. Well, no, hang on a second. Not that cool for playing D and D. You want to almost rebase it. Yeah, she's. You, some, most of the time, you can get the attack one cheaper because she's not. The but they're not the same miniature, though. Yeah. No, mm, they look different. Could you go the, get? Show us. That's the attack wing one. Yeah. Yeah, and then, well, hang on a second. I could be wrong. I'm probably I'm wrong. I'm just saying because, okay, I don't. I haven't 100 seen that one in real person in real life. Uh -huh. But I have the other dragons I do have are the exact same ones of the of the Wizkid line that's in the, the normal icons of the realm. Uh, they're exact same miniature, just different stand. Like the icons of the realm have a fixed clear base, clear mm -hmm. stand, and then a black base, just like all all the rest of the miniature. And they're meant for D and D game. And then the attack wing version is the same miniature, but they. They use a different base, and it's, and it's all mostly dragons. They do have other things. But. Okay. You know what? You're right. She's actually attached to a base for icons, whereas the attack wing one, they have a stem on her chest. Yes. Yeah. A it's clear a, it's stem, a... and then they, they can, you can stack other little stems. 
together, clear stem to get different height. Yeah, but Hallmat's 45. You can okay, actually get... You, or yeah. You can get both of them. It's just set for 160 bucks for both of them. That's yeah, not bad. 80 bucks a piece? Like, I think I paid... I want to say around close to 50 bucks for each. Well, okay. So the Reaper Bones version of Tiamat is which goes from ninety nine to one hundred and nine. Which modified is really cool. Like the one Zero showed me, and he posted on Discord is really cool. Oh, that Reaper one. Yeah. Why is Bahamut green or blue? Because he's I a blue dragon. It's a it's a platinum. He's supposed to be platinum. He's supposed to be platinum, blue. not blue. This they is. Don't know how to, they didn't know how to paint him. Yeah, that's retarded. That's not so Bahamut. I have a plat. Yeah, I have a blue. Uh, <laughs> It's a bluish metal. Yeah, it's a bluish metal. Let, this, somebody let their kid in and paint that shit. That's what happened. <laughs> Mike Morrow started. They just re-released them, and they still painted them the same Yeah, color. like, what the fuck? And the, the Gale Force 9 one got it right. Like, he's completely gold with, you know. No, the, well, the gold is a gold dragon. That's just, that's not. I thought the Gale Force 9 one was Bahamut. No. He's not Bahamut? Are you sure? No, that's from. You, you're, you know, because you got him. It, no, I forget. It's a different though. I've got him. It's not. It's not him though. That's so weird. So in in attack wing, which is a really small scale, it's like fifteen millimeter scale. She's huge. She's gigantic. Yeah. But in D and D, she's tiny. <laughs> she's yeah. way too small. Some bullshit. I see you with <laughs> the coat. Bullshit because you want it. Yeah, I see bullshit. You. you want it, but she's too small. Fucker. <laughs> Or like um, I saw it. Right, it's too small. I'll send them to you. I can't keep it. I just my next my next giveaway. I'm on it. I'm on it. Hey, just give it to me. I'm gonna win it anyways. That Reaper one is really big. Like he's 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 huge. He's what it should have been. You know what I'm saying? Like because I mean the dragons don't look right, but he's he he's the right size at least. You know, because she should be colossal, if anything. Like, it, she, yeah. I, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, her stat says she's colossal. On so, Tiamat. Yeah, because she's primarily red, and then the other ones are like, whatever. But I mean, she should be colossal. I'm gonna. Ha I'll have to look, but I think so. Google it. <laughs> Juju that shit, because it's. I'm swear to God. Now, I'll just go to D and D Beyond. We got it on Cujo stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Pucho, let's see here. Sources, player's handbook. New sticker. Oh, that's a nice sticker. I found it. I use it as my logo on mines. The background's magic on monsters. She's gargantuan. She's gargantuan? Oh, wow. And she's not gargantuan base, I think. Oh, great. Gosh darn it. I guess I'm not on there anymore. Ooh, got kicked out. Oh, yeah, I kicked him off a long time ago. He's abusing the system. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did Total you really? Pirate. Total pirate. Oh. I don't have access to it. Get. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I guess I didn't win. You won't win now. <laughs> I'm fi I'm going to win this one, damn it. Get wait, me wait. a tea in that. Let me check. Let me check. Nope, it says my character's still in there. She it must should be, be dark. like an update or something. I mean, man, she should be colossal. Bastards. 
But uh, I found the Colossal Red Dragon for 124 in the box. Oh, the painted? Yeah. Oh, I'm waiting for them. To... Oh, they're probably not going to come out with the unpainted version. They should. I mean, every other company's making one. They should just own it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really think they really need to do. They need to redo all the dragons. I mean, yeah, I like right. the gargantuan ones. I have some of them, but they look like shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? I have it because it's a black dragon. I have it because it's official mm-hmm. white dragon. But they look like crap. Like they should really redo know, those I'm models. S- I'm sitting here just itching, waiting to see what they come out with next. This next batch. Usually, I'm pretty. I start. Like when the next wave is gonna hit, like the ones I already pre-ordered, when they're about to hit, mm. you should be already looking. You can kind of get. You know, I'm I'm almost feeling like they should do a Kickstarter like Reaper does. Yeah. You know, like they if they did a Kickstarter like Reaper, people would be all it, it put Reaper out of business probably. Probably. Well, I'm gonna buy. I'm thinking about buying their uh, terrain set, like the starter set for the dungeon yeah. tiles and stuff. I would definitely look into that. Yeah, fifty bucks. It's not bad. Is it pre-painted oh, or unpainted? It's pre-painted. Then you can get into possibly printing something that'll, like I said, you kind of go with it really well. And oh yeah. With it. Maybe you just make a couple transition pieces that transition into that. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Because I want, I, if I had a printer, I'm, I'm going to be making a lot of stuff that I can work with my. I've already got some stuff that's wild, buddy. I'm telling you, in my head. If I can design it myself. Like what Zero was mm-hmm. talking about, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a Z access. I'm gonna have where I got like arches going over the table. I got yeah. stalactites coming down. And, That'd be cool. You know, I'm gonna have, but not enough to where it's in the way and you can't see, but enough to where it gives you that visual. Yeah. And have it clip onto the walls and stuff. I mean, I I got some ideas. That's cool. See, that's what I'm saying. I do have that design stuff like that. Like I would. But see, you know. on that, that tabletop board I got that I want to make, I really want to start making that probably spring once it warms up a little bit. But I want to have, like, uh, that fog machine under the table. And when it, so it comes up. Gonna fill up. It's going to spread up all these different hoses. And it's going to have little holes that I got plugged off all the way around this board where it's sunk in. And I can just unplug it and hook up hoses and run the, run the fog where I want it and have it come out in all these different spots in the board. So That's pretty cool. Like, yeah, I got some pretty cool ideas, man. See, man, you you would probably benefit more from a tabletop war game because that's where all that stuff would shine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you can use it in D and D, and I know a lot of people. Use, that's why they buy the stuff like the Dwarven Forge. But I feel like you know, if you can't afford to buy all the sets to make a lot of different variations, you're limited, right? You're you're almost limited to where you can go and where they can go. But you're you're what you're talking about is is like I said that's tabletop wargaming. That's where you create well, what what size so many... for, before when I was playing it you needed like a four by six foot table. And I you know I just don't the table that I want to make I might the the playable area because I want to have an area where you'd be able to have your books and your papers your pens whatever what have you place to roll dice because I'm gonna actually have dice towers built into all four pillars because it's gonna have a table i'm gonna have a top to my table so it's gonna have a it's gonna have lighting i want to have black lights Damn. Um, that i can control because i want to be able to turn them on because i'm gonna have paint that glows and it, that's iridescent in the black light but 
uh, you know, the, the playable space is probably going to be, I was thinking three by four, maybe four by four. But I don't know if that's big enough for four yeah, by four. For what you're really doing six. for Dungeons and Dragons, four by four should be pretty good. Oh yeah, because your average game mat, like uh, mine, you gotta think it's or three by four foot all the way around. Yeah. you're talking a five by five table, and it's four by four. So we used to play most original games of Warhammer and Fantasy and 40k were played on a four by eight table. Yes. Okay. And you would keep your dice and your books and your shit everywhere else, somewhere else. Yep. But your table yep. playing space was four by eight, and that would give yep. each player a 12 inch deployment zone on either side yep. of the table. Yep. With at least two to three feet wide of deployment zone, you know. And then you just on... pick the towel, and then you can shoot all the way across the board anyway. So now, <laughs> ITC official rules, official size is four by six. That's competitive table. Okay. Yeah. Same space of deployment, but no, you're dealing with I've... less space to play in, so that there's less. I've seen some really small stuff, and that's why I was asking. No, no. Now, but kill like, teams. Like Warcry or. Yeah, games like Warcry, Kill Team, um, stuff like that, they're played on 3x3 or 2x2. Really? Yeah, because they're skirmish games. They're more, they're based closer combat, you know, smaller situations. You're not dealing with long-range tanks and things like that. You're just dealing with little groups of guys. So if I had a 4x4 playable area, that's not going to really be enough. I mean, for 40K, sure. You can play games 40K on 4x4. You just can't play anything over 2,000 points. Because you're not going to have enough room to put all your guides. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the only thing. Anything under 1500, yeah, four by four works perfectly. Matter of fact, you can when always, we play, you can always start six inches from the edge. So yeah, well. yeah, six to nine inches. When we play, we have a four by eight table. Now, we separate. We have two four by fours basically, and you can have two games going. You know, that's what we do. I mean, it's you know, it's all relevant to size and available space, right? I mean, I personally like filling up the table with scenery, so. That's what I'm saying. Like for you, with with what you're thinking about doing, that's that that would benefit more from tabletop wargaming because then you could really go crazy with the things you create and the things you you put on the table and every you know what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. like I said, I built that tower and I could have just made a dice tower, but I made it as a bunker so that if I'm not using a dice tower, I have a bunker that I can use, you know, for 40k. Yeah. yeah. Or fantasy no, or what? I, I could have made it a fantasy one. It would have been the same the same thing you know you could use it as dnd for a tower a dice tower um but as a war gamer i can use it as a fucking piece of scenery you know with cover yeah. and benefits and stuff so like i said that i mean yeah so you know it's, it's all about for me it's like what can i how many different things can i use this for and that's what uh, we already talked about this last time but that's why i i, I bought those skeletons and, yeah. and uh ghouls from warhammer fantasy sigmar and you know, I, I love them. They look excellent, and you can use them in D and D. And if I ever want to get into Sigmar, I mean, you have a start right in. Yeah, you have and a good I, start. I love the chaos uh, uh, monsters and stuff because that can actually go into forty k as well. Um, yeah, the demons are both. Yep. Yeah, demons. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool, and that's, that's when I learned that Emperor's children are actually Nurgle. Uh, Slanesh. 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 Yep. Which are still cool. I mean, it's it's the only one I'm waiting for them to redo. It's the only one I don't have in my Chaos Army yet, but I have all the other three, so it's like, you know, I didn't start that way initially, which is a small army, but, you know, it's, it's like it's anything a, else, man. You start, and you, 
you get this and then you add this and then you add that and you add, you know how it is. It's the same thing like with D&D. It's like, I'm going to just get a couple minis for this adventure and then you wind up with buckets of miniatures. It's like, I know I got a troll in there somewhere. <laughs> now, question. On the Warhammer stuff, can you use the older stuff for your battles? Yeah. Like if you got second edition, sure. or the yellow guys, can you use them in present battles today? Yeah. Okay. So you don't have to buy the newer stuff that comes out. You can keep, keep what you have. The only thing that changes I mean, what the points? I don't know. Points and weapons. Like, like um, the one thing that has changed in Warhammer is weapons, right? So, and they have a big rule, like a lot of. That's not a rule, but it's wargaming in general. Tabletop wargaming has a rule of thumb, mm -hmm. and it's called uh, Wiswig, which means what you see is what you get, right? And that's that's a player courtesy. So that may be the only like you have. You may have Space Marines from Second Edition, but they may have a weapon in their hand that is not usable anymore you know, in today's terms, like it just may not be a weapon that's available. So you may have to cut that weapon off and put a different weapon in their hand, but the, the model itself is still a spaceman. You can still use him, you know. He's okay. still, so still basically you can customize them however you want, but you said 80% of them has to be original? For tournaments, not for, for home use. Okay. For example, this model here, mm -hmm. this is a space marine from third edition. This model is from third edition. I just put on a new sword, you know what I mean, in, in different pieces. But this is a third edition Space Marine. It hasn't changed since third edition, which is years and years and years and years and years ago. But he's still relevant today. He still has what he would use today. So, you know. And I have models from today, but like I said, I could still use my Tyranid, for example, are still Tyranid. They've been Tyranid since third edition. So. I have old models and I have new models. The old models are just as viable as the old ones or the new ones. So they don't look as good, you know, and the old ones are all pewter and heavy as shit. And the new ones are plastic and dynamic, but they're still functional. I could still use them. All right. So let's see here. But yeah, that's, you know, like I said, that was just mm -hmm. 40K. Yeah. I know um, the background of the D&D. The uh, my cousin uh, posted like a uh, on uh, on Facebook that she wants to get into D and D, and I messaged her. I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> when do you want to start?" Right. And she's like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, when do you want to start?" Uh, you know, PM me. And she says, to "Her and her, I think her boyfriend boyfriend's from England and stuff." But I'm like. You know, what do you want to play? Like, I'm thinking about if I do with her and her boyfriend, since they both want to play, think about going through one of the starter sets. Why not? Yeah, and I'm thinking about the essential kit. Well, the essential wow. kits, it's for everything after Fendelver. Mm -hmm. This is, this is so. what I would do. This is what hooked my the young group that I'm playing with now. They, they, had, they had an urge that wanted to play just like what you're, you're saying your friend does. Was it your friend or your sister? Uh, my cousin. My cousin. Yeah. So, and these, these were uh, my, my one of my good friend's kids, or son and her his girlfriend and their friend. And they had the interest they wanted to play. So they already had that interest. They're asking you, you want to throw something together. So yeah. you want to hook them in, right? Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is don't even get them into a campaign. Make your one shot. What do you want the story to be? Picture you don't have to get into a story you don't have to get backstories dude all you gotta have is each other they're you guys are a group and 
here's this cave, and you're going to go in there and see what's going on, and already have it pre-written. What's, that's what I did with this adventure. I built this crazy thing out of Dwarven Forge. I had like three or four or five different levels. I had purchase. I had all this cool stuff. Now, I mean, you can just think of what you want to do. Mm, here's here's a cool thing. Here's a cool thing, man. If you want to do it really simple, it's right along the lines of what Cujo's saying. Figure out what level you want them to start at because that'll tell you or yeah. figure out what monsters you want them to encounter. And that'll give you the starting level. That'll give you the adventure right there. So give, you know, think of what's cool. What cool monster can I have them go at where it's not crazy beholder impossible, mm-hmm. but it's not fucking cobalt. You, you don't, you yeah. don't want cobalt and goblins. Cause that's just boring as fuck. Yeah. You want something interesting, you know, like a troll or uh, a werewolf or an umber Hulk. You know what I'm saying? Something. And put it to where there's hardly any light. I mean, if they pick races that need, um... where did he go? He probably got cut. Hey, you know what's a, you know what's a good monster for a first-time game? What's really that? crazy. Basilisk. I. Okay, so I was told the basilisk is actually based off an old dinosaur toy. No, I mean it's got like eight legs, dude. I don't, I don't know. This is the new one. This is the new version of like their basilisk. The original version is based off, of, uh, and they still make the toy today. And it's oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see what you're saying. But yeah. listen, basilisks are great, right, for one shots because the environment totally tells you there's basilisks. Right, because you're seeing stone statues, right? But they're not just stone statues. They're people with frightened looks on their faces or they're falling apart. You know, you can create an encounter just they for one game. Medusa. They may think of Medusa when they first think about it. Right. But, that's, that's but, it's, a, but it's not as overpowered as a Medusa or cliche as a Medusa. It's a yeah. basilisk. It's a little different. But it'll give them the taste of the fantasy. You understand okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. So you do or something just think like of that. Something even yourself. I mean, just take some ideas yeah. of what we're saying. Think mm-hmm. about what you'd want to see as your first time playing. Yep. And how, and how you can DM it. Like, man, I, I'm really good at playing this character. You know, these kind of creatures. I've played them before. I understand them fully. I, I've got an idea that if I have them perched up on a, on a, on a, a roof building, shooting down from above, they're not going to know what's even coming at them. You know, or you know, just kind of think of the whole scenario. You know, kind of, kind of write it out. Trolls. Know what, know where the end point's gonna be. Don't make it too long. You know, yep. like count, count how troll. many creatures. <laughs> count how many creatures they're gonna fight, and like, yeah. you know, if it ends a little bit quicker than you know, you know, than you wanted it to. I mean, at least they might have fun. You can yeah. They, well, adapt. if it ends early, you, you can actually. Adapt. Open it up for discussion. Talk to them about their encounters, what they felt. Give rewards, even though they may never play again. Give them rewards so that they know that they have accomplished something. It's you're you're setting the stage, bro. If they yeah, if they get a little bit too far, too quick, into whatever you kind of thought up in your head, you know, next round they get ambushed from behind. I mean, just you know, if they you know that you know what the end is going to be of this little one shot you're making, and go oh shoot, I better uh, you know what. Hey, you know, roll for perception. Okay, but low roll. You didn't, uh, you didn't see these guys, you know, this arrow shot you in the back of the shoulder, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, now they're in combat and you're like, what the hell? I thought we were going this way and I thought this was over. And all of a sudden now you're in some extra combat. 
and they have fun with it, whether you role play it, whether you and yell. then when they least expect it, you hit them with the fire rocks from the fire giants. <laughs> I kill them off. <laughs> no, but see, then a T-Rex shows up. Zombie T-Rex, yeah, they're all dead. It's so great. You got to do this. I did think about doing for them. Like the one shot, one shot was the uh, Stranger Things uh, starter set because that's basically a one shot. Yeah, but but be, yeah. are I they into are they into Stranger Things? I mean, is it a big thing for them? I mean, because yeah, I don't know. That's what I was going to ask them and stuff. But she but called see, this is, the Rick well, and Morty game and the Stranger Things game. Yeah, it's it's they're great, but they're great for people who know those genres and that's what they're yeah. looking for. I would really just give them a don't because you're giving them a false sense of, of hope for something that it's not. Give them straight up D and D, like like Kujo said, just plan ahead of what you want them to encounter, what you would want to encounter in your first game, and you know go from there. Shit, if and you want to fucking throw have, a dragon at them, do that, but make sure that encounter is probably the best one you've ever run. So if that they, they if they want to play after that, you can say okay, we're gonna roll up some new characters. If you want to keep these characters, that's cool, but we're, we're, this isn't the story. We're going to start the story somewhere else. We're going to so, go back down. Like I started them at level three. Tell them, how, we're going to go back down to level one. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you could do that. Yeah. Now, have you played Lost Minds of Pandelver yet? I mean, how far have you gotten in it? Have you played it? Through the There's, first cave. That's it. Okay. So if I, if I was, I would tell you this. If you're familiar with it like I am, and I've played it through twice, and, I, and I'm really right up in it, and I, I understand it fully, so... Yeah, I can probably do that. You know, if I want to, I can use that or use bits of it. But for you, if you're not super fluent with it, then just make it your own because you'll know you're fluent with it because you just made it. You know, you're not you're not trying to run anything. You're not trying to run this module, that module, and you just want to have fun for the night. You write up a couple of different events, a couple of different uh, interactions with certain you know, creatures that you want them to interact with, and you're like, yeah, I know how I'll play this. Oh yeah, you know. Twig blights. Twig blights are awesome. They're bushes. They're trees. They're you know, oh. you know I love twig blights. I, that's why I use my uh, my Warhammer minis for it. And you know they're great. If they have fire weapons, if they can realize that they're twig blights and they can shoot fire at them, they can kill a bunch of them in one shot. You know. So how do you okay? How do you plan out your session on the night? Like, do you just have a piece of paper like? Oh, it's in, it's in one of my books. But, like, I got a piece of paper with the outline of the adventure for the next couple of nights that I want to go do or the yeah, next like couple of sessions. For, for, like, a one-shot, you're going to do maybe, like, there's four possible encounters with, you know, major encounters. You're going to, you know, write up your – just make it easy. You're entering this cave. And so you're going to have, like, room one in the cave, big cavern. Maybe it's real big right in the beginning come in and there's a water little creek run, river runs through it and then you can see a door off to the back i'm kind of showing you what i did in mine <laughs> um and there's a waterfall coming down from up, way up top but you don't know how high it comes it's like a couple tiers waterfall coming down and but you see a door off to the right in the distance you know if they have night vision if they don't it's too foggy and you can't see you, know, you can't even see that yet you're just seeing some a river and then you can go from there and then okay there's going to be like one more room back here and it goes over to the left and climbs up, and you might have like, you know, just say about four encounters, depending on how difficult they are. And I would, I would even, if I may, I would even say maybe 
two decent encounters combat wise. Here's the thing. Yeah, it depends on level. Yeah. Combat for new players is daunting. It takes a long time to get through, right? Combat for veteran players takes a while to get through. So trust me when I tell you, for new new players, it's going to take a little bit to get through the process. I was thinking so about I would, dungeon. I would. I what I would do is give them the two encounters, give them a puzzle. You know what I'm saying? Like give them the it's things right. that you're going to have in Dungeons yeah, and Dragons. Yeah, a puzzle in there too. Yeah, throw <laughs> a puzzle in there. Maybe that could be one of your encounters. Hey, you know, throw that's some. So, that's so evil. I hope you're not watching. <laughs> throw, I, I you know what you can throw in too. I, you can throw in an encounter that's a skill challenge. Okay. That way, like a, a, a cavern that they got to cross somehow and figure out how to do, or a locked magical door that they got to figure out a way to get. Those three encounters, like puzzles, uh, skill checks, and combat, are the three main encounters you're going to come across in D and D. You could even throw the fourth one in as a negotiation challenge, like a. Like you got to talk to these people to get through something. You know what I mean? That gives them a little bit of everything that they're going to encounter in the rest of the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that way, you know, I'm giving you guys a taste of what you're going to expect just, for the rest of D and D. Just so you know, when you you try to flesh it out as much as you can, and I was trying to do it right down to the last minute, they were coming over, and I didn't have my puzzle thing ironed out, and I was just like, okay. Uh, one up, down, two up, three. I had two switches on two different walls behind cages that they'd have to figure out how to get into the cage to throw the switches. And right. Three positions on the switch, and they had to get a certain combination of up, middle, or down, or up. And That's that Resident Evil shit. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, all, they had to either try to pick the locks, and one trying to pick the lock, and I, I told the one, hey, I said, well, if you took Mage Hand like I told you to do. <laughs> But you decided you didn't want Mage Hand. I said you could be operating one of those right now. But don't take the DM's advice, you know. And uh, so anyway, they, they started operating the switches. And they freaking nailed it on the first one. I said, as a DM, I'm like, nope. Okay. I just immediately changed it. <laughs> there's no freaking way they're getting it on the first try. <laughs> no way. I would I need, this, like I need this to drag out a little bit longer. Who so doesn't reward good behavior? So guess he what? Finished. I said, guess what? Instead of those switches working, you're getting a gibbering mouther coming out the pit. And they were like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I said, yeah, you're going to throw the switches and get something else? Come on. What do you got? Oh, like, uh, I said, this encounter is supposed to get some creatures, damn it. This is not <laughs> you're not supposed to hit it on the first try. Like, uh, I had one encounter <laughs> where they had to uh, grab, uh, like, they had these balls they had to take. And they had to hold hands too, so they was grabbing balls and holding hands. <laughs> Wait, whoa! whoa. It's that, like these words scrolling across the screen. Yeah. Like not for kids. Yep. Not for yeah. kids. Grabbing <laughs> balls and holding hands. They was grabbing these big ass balls and holding <laughs> hands with each yeah, other. They're grabbing these big old balls <laughs> and blowing blowing horns <laughs> the dragons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not for kids. Grab a big old Dragon Balls. <laughs> dragon Ball Z right here. <laughs> but like um dude. You watch Dark Boy still watching us. <laughs> You're killing me, man. Yeah. Well see the um You're, I wanna be in one of your games. One of my games? <laughs> Uh, you know what? I, I'll I'll try to set up a one shot on World Twenty. How about that? Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> that should be an interesting night. 
Dude, and you know what? I could stream it too on here yeah. for like a Friday night. I just found out that Bill is in uh -huh. my city. Oh, yeah. I knew that because you guys are both in, in that area. Chicago. Yep. Bill. I will find Bro, you. Stats. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We'll find you, Bill. I don't think he's on. Yeah, you he will see this. Oh, he's he'll, he'll watching back. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. find you. Get together, man. We're going to get him play some games. Dude, honestly, he's like a great guy and everything. I like his energy, dude. The guy is so full of energy. I'm like, every time I watch yeah. his video, I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, he's yeah. always been like that. Like, if you go back to his first videos and stuff, like, I was like one of his first, uh, I would say his about one of his first 50 subscribers. And it was just like, man, if he, if he's doing this just with his iPad at the time, yeah, what's keeping me from doing this? Oh, he was on my phone. So you know, it's funny. Yeah. My nephew, my nephew does all his videos from his iPhone. Like he does the same thing. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I like the camera, the camcorder. You know, oh. like, I was showing him that. Huh? What's a VCR? The <laughs> <laughs> camcorder. It's for crackheads to steal, bro. Here's <laughs> an iPad. iPad Mini 2, guys, right here. Still works. Yeah, no no updates. This don't want VCR. Put it up in your uh, next giveaway, Crit. My next giveaway? God, have I did a giveaway yet? I haven't oh, done one. Get that iPad up, bro. <laughs> no, it's as old as my son. There's needy people out here, bro. I need an iPad. You know how many times I had to replace the screen on this? How many times I never had one? I got this for uh, free. You can see what? right through that iPad. It's got a hole in it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's magic. I can see oh, the map. Oh, it's magic. How are you turn doing that? Way. I was, you, you turn it a certain way, I can see a map right behind it. Oh, my God. Green screen, baby. Magic. Yeah, this is that uh, stream. Is, uh, I don't even have to use OBS to stream now for the screen screen. They support green screens now. I saw that. Uh, I just saw that when I logged in today. It had the green screen option. I am 6% battery left. So. Oh, uh, I'm surprised you don't plug it in. You guys usually drain me out. I tried to charge it all the way up. Oh, I didn't get it quite full. Well, you know what? I mean, I'm going to try to send you an extension cord. Well, so I that way you can plug it in. So I don't have to use my headphones. I can actually have it charging while I'm watching. You don't have a splitter? No. I mean, like, I'm new to this whole dongle crap. Dongles. Thing, well, go buy a dongle for next weekend, for next Friday. <laughs> I'll, I'll get a dongle when you hold your balls and your hands. While playing a flute. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> does, does these kinds of balls? I got brass balls. Oh. Hey. Those babies? Yeah, those babies from my daughter's baby guns. What? Don't put those in your paints. How old is no, your kid? My my daughter's six. And you let her no. play with BB guns? Yes. Mm. That's a no no, bro. Dude, whenever I go out to shoot my twelve gauge, that's good. She's right there with me. <laughs> she came up with a thing. Like whenever oh. I got the safety on, she goes, "Red, you're dead. White, you're all right." She came up with that on her own. Like you know what? Good job. That's actually a, they they'd use that in the shooting world. That's, that's I did not know that. But yeah. Good. But yeah, as soon as she turns 10, I'm going to take her through the 100 safety course. 
and stuff. My wife's my wife's like against guns and everything, but it's like I told her my daughter's going to learn how to shoot one. More power to you if your wife's against guns and she's already shooting a BB gun. Yeah, dude, yeah. that's fucking phenomenal. My kids well, tend. Yeah, taken out yet because of the weather. But like when I went to go pick it up, I'm like, I'm getting this for I'm getting this for Lily. She goes, No, you're not. I'm like, Yes, I am. I'm going to use my own spending money that I saved up, and I'm going to get it for her. She goes, Yeah, right. Grab the, I grabbed the gun, a pink BB gun. Grab this thing of BBs. I'm like, started walking. She goes, "Are you for real?" Some hot glue today. Huh? Yes. I started watching. Oh yeah. Just... <laughs> I, that was a nice hot glue gun. <laughs> I got to start doing some more airsoft videos too, man, for my my airsoft gear. Because next year, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but Shot Show is going on right now. Uh, Shot Show is like a big re you know, oh, yeah. manufacturer show where they present all the new stuff coming out for 2021. But next year, I want to go. I can go next year as a media um, as long as I have enough content with firearms and airsoft stuff. And so I think I'm going to try and go to SHOT Show. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm doing some videos from there and some streaming from there if I can. So, you know what? I'm going to try to, I'm going to work out a one shot for us. And one Friday, we're going to stream it. If we get like right. maybe one or two more people for it. Hey. Oh, you on should. Fridays, you, on Fridays, hate's not going to be able to play. Yeah, that's the thing. Hate's on punishment. Yeah, hate'll, hate'll come up with an excuse why not to play anyway. He's on timeout. Yeah, out. I know, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm working. He's timeout. Timeout all week. <laughs> <laughs> or, or he's scared. Uh, Ryu, Ryu Jin says, if you're old enough to hold a gun, you're old enough to learn how to shoot one. You're absolutely right, brother. Yeah. You're 100% right. That's you yeah. know me, dude. You know I'm an advocate for Second Amendment, so you don't even get me started on that shit. Same here. So. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? Guys, go ahead and rope your... Oh. This is fucking cool. I saw the video on that. Have you been it's, playing with it tomorrow? Yeah. I'm going to... I'm working with him on a new one. We're designing a new one, so I'm, I'm fingers crossed. He does, and he gets it printed out and sends it to me, and I'm like, oof. How much was shipping on that from where he's from? Uh, I think I paid twenty bucks. That's I, not I bad. Say, I want to say, man, if that I know it's made for a paint roller, but there's some way you can get support on that other side too. And yeah, like a like a like a rolling pin, like a rolling yeah, pin. No, a rolling I, pin would be awesome. Yeah, I think that would probably work. Maybe we could talk to him. Maybe I'll talk to him about it. Dude, that would. Okay, so basically what you would have to do is just when come I, up. When that I is. It, originally, what he said was this was just for stability. It really wasn't to press. Mm -hmm. But when I rolled it, what I would do is put my hand on top and help roll yeah. it to press down into the foam. Because technically, originally, when these were designed, the first people that designed these, they weren't designed for foam. They were designed for green stuff. Yes, you know, like putty and shit, so that. you could you can make putty, you know, use this to roll putty. But this works for foam really yeah, well. So, I mean, you know, you know, if you just um, if you can just make one and just have it have the center hollowed out, and you find a rolling pin smart enough or something where you can just put pro, you know, you definitely yeah. need you need something with a solid arm through it, so that. You don't break the handles when you're rolling. You know what I'm saying? So, it, look at that gorgeous face right there. How could you say no to that face? <laughs> Joe gets all the ladies. I know, right? 
Hey, ladies, he's single. Ready to mingle. It's Friday night. Look where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> Talking Friday D &D. night D&D. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to work on a one shot. And I think he's out. <laughs> I think it died on him finally. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah, no. I would, I would, if you can, sure. I mean, but like I said, if you're gonna run for your cousin, mm -hmm. um, focus on, yeah, just focus on getting back, them, you? you know. I have to go uh, headsetless. Oh, I th we thought your phone died. No, it's about to. Yeah. I'll, let's go ahead. Let's. Uh, I was telling him, I'll go ahead. And, I'll work on a one shot. If you guys want to go ahead, roll up some characters. Any race. Yeah, my guy's got all 18s. I don't need to roll nothing else. A standard array. Trust me, even if I had all 18s, it wouldn't matter. The game's still tough. <laughs> At least Wait, I think. Eight teams? I had all 18 stats. Oh, no, standard array. What does that mean? No, I'm, I'm rolling, and I get to re roll all ones and twos and threes. <laughs> <laughs> I no, to keep, standard array. Keep my 19s. How about point by? How about that? I'm starting yeah. off at least. I want to start off at least level five, and I'm working. No, we're gonna make it level twenty. Okay. Hey, I'll take it. There's only one challenge for that level, bro. Or two. There's, there's a, there's a <laughs> dragon. Wow, we were thinking the same thing. <laughs> there's only one challenge. Tiamat. Wow. Yeah. Tiamat or Orcus. I got an Orcus. What's, uh -huh. the one, what's the one you just put up? What is it? Uh, you had the pictures uh, of it. I'm it's about like, to shoot the videos. To, uh, if I would, I would have done it today. But you got Baf, uh, Baphomet. That's it, Baphomet. I like, I like Baphomet. It's fucking cool. Uh, shit. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'm gonna do something different because all my Gale Force Nine miniatures are already done. I already got them put together, and these these are the ones I've got where I I just got them. So what I'm gonna do. I've never did an unboxing so you can see what you get when you open it up. Right on. So I'm gonna do uh I'm gonna do a quick unboxing on each one and then I'm gonna finish them, put them together, glue them together, and then attach that video to the to the back end of it or already put together. And you, you know, you can see the size comparison and all that good stuff. I like that figure too. I kind of have a I'll let you guys know. You know, you're the only ones watching. I'll show you my layout. You can see it. Oh yeah. Nice. Very nice. I like the demons. Really zoom in, but I think Hate might be watching. I have a bunch of uh, demons and devils set up. Nice. Are you getting ready for Avernus? Yeah, pretty much. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Have you guys ever heard of uh, the tabletop game? It's called Gateway. It's the only you use a D twenty to roll for your stats. Oh, I thought you were talking about like marijuana and then that's you know, a gateway drug. Crack and then cocaine and you mean a game. Yeah, it's called Gateway. It's a uh, free on Drive Through RPG and um what, um what is it is it a role playing game or is it Yep, and it only requires one dice. The twenty sided dice. Mm -hmm. Or twenty sided die. So you roll that for everything. Hmm. I've played games like that. I think um, Big Eyes Small Mouth was like that. You had like one die, and uh, Shadow Run, Cyberpunk. Raise the average like, rate. Cyberpunk is just one d twenty, 
That's all you want. That's, that's all you need. Yeah, see the standard standard arrays average for stats for NPCs and monsters, not heroes. Okay. Don't give me no standard array. Get that out of here. Right. Actually, Point my, buddy, my buddy, uh, that guy. Give me the standard that. array. I'm not playing. Uh, <laughs> I'll just make up my guy as I go. One minute will be a bard. <laughs> oh, it would be like absurd. Um, from, uh, yeah, uh, puffin course. My buddy Ryu, he actually writes for GURPS. He actually creates stats and stuff like that. He actually works for he works with the guys that work on the GURPS role playing system. So he helps him create stats for weapons and things like that. It's pretty cool. Very complex, but he he's really good at math. It's a math elite, so it's very interesting. Yeah. Just a, just shouts out to my buddy. So I'm thinking about what, if I can ever get up to 200 is doing my first giveaway. Do it at 100. Oh, yeah. I'm only like, what, 11 away? Good point. You do it at yeah, 100. But give see, me... 200 gives them more time to get something that, you know, yeah, gets true. special. I mean, I gave, away, I gave away a how to get started in Warhammer 40K magazine. It came with a little miniature. I gave that. It was like 10 bucks. You know what I mean? Hey, okay. print, print something off. You yeah. Know? Print a little something something. Yeah. Like an owlbear yeah. or something. Any gold be like, don't paint ooh. it. Just print it. Hey, hey, whoa, don't paint it. <laughs> don't paint it. Yeah, I could. It. Nah, don't. Just print it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah, just print, print one out. Up. Some dungeon tiles and give away print some. Print out a, tur a turtle. Everybody loves turtles. Yes. He's <laughs> <laughs> so cool. I can't wait to use him, dude. I can't. Oh. Uh, turtles all fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's up to you, dude. You can wait to 200 if you want. I, here's the thing. I never, I never thought I would even get to hundred subscribers. Well, how long you been, how long you been on YouTube? Well, I've been on since 2011, but that, I haven't used it since, uh, maybe a year, two years ago now. I'm almost two years. I think. See, I'm at two, I'm going on two years in March. Now, if you look at my videos, though, I have a ton of videos dude. yeah i got a big ass gap between my videos and stuff this is about the only thing i can do right I was, now i was legitimately just making videos on everything in my closet dude i was like oh, i'll pull this out make a video about it pull this out make a video you know and i just i even did there's some there's some table talk videos where i have a group of people sitting around the table talking i did one for lightsabers you know things like that i'm gonna do a airsoft one a bunch of stuff i got you know what i mean if you can talk about it make a fucking video about it you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you, you know, if you could talk 20 minutes, then you can make a fucking video. Because you know? you're going to have a picture of you so that way I can talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> so you can talk about Kujo for 20 minutes? <laughs> Yo, you got a you got a stage five stalker right there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be Oh... <laughs> uh, Nice. But, yeah. I like I said, man, it's up to you. But I didn't think I was gonna go this far either. Um, and then just learning everything and learning how to make better videos and stuff. And I'm just now learning how to do the voiceovers, and it's so fucked up. True oh, story. The voiceovers are easy. Nah. Oh yeah. Nah. Yeah. Okay. I, Here's the thing. I was doing a voiceover video. Like I recorded a video of me building that wall piece, and uh. I knew I was going to do voiceover for it, right? I just did it for fun. And I was doing it yesterday, and I was cutting and 
speeding things up and then adding the, uh, the, the audio stuff. And then this morning I was working on it. I was finishing it up and it fucking saved it and it saved with no sound. And then I deleted it. So it's oh, gone. Shit. Yeah. And I'm so fucking aggravated. I was like, I need to take a week off. <laughs> do, you, do you use audacity yes okay so how i do my voiceover it's like i have it at, uh playing in my editor and then i'll talk and stuff then i'll go in and add it that's what i was doing oh just I, like i said every and time you I, use one shot don't you every time i yeah and every time i saved the whole video because i saved it like six times dude Every fucking time I saved it, there was something different wrong. It was just like, what the fuck is happening? I swear to God. It's like every time I went to hit save, there was like a gremlin popped out and hit F. And then the next time he hit J. And I was like, how did that even happen? You know, it was like, what the fuck? And then finally, the last time I saved it, all the sound was completely gone. And, it, and then I deleted the file. I was like, so this is what I use to play my, well, the lights are on. <laughs> It's a gaming keypad. This is the gaming keypad I have here. What are you doing, man? How do you do that? You do that? Hold my mouse, okay? I'm not even high right now. <laughs> no, so I have keybinds on that gaming keypad there. I've had that since, God, since, since Pandaria. So going on eight years now. And so I got. Everything keypad, like if I want to start recording my uh, macros and stuff, it helps out so much. Okay. It's like I paid $50 for it eight years ago. So I think I got my money's worth out of it just from playing video games. Mm. But uh, that's the lesson for the kids out there that aren't shouldn't be watching this. What? Play video games and you'll get cool stuff. <laughs> I had to beg my wife for that, okay? <laughs> that's. You know, that's a little personal. <laughs> but uh, did your wife does your wife play uh, in your game? No, she says she doesn't have time and stuff, which I wanted to, but she doesn't like you know playing with big balls and put touch holding hands. Only my balls, <laughs> and my hands, <laughs> and blowing flutes. <laughs> God, thank God she doesn't, she doesn't have it. time for that. <laughs> <laughs> you think you got that going across the screen? Hashtag not for kids. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh shit! Oh my god. Anyway. Anyways. Well, anyway, yeah. we're gonna call it. A, we're gonna call it a night, guys. Yeah, we're gonna end it on that on a good note. Is that what that was? Note. <laughs> <laughs> No, easy to please, That's my a dude. good. <laughs> it was a good note. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Zero hit that good note. <laughs> Should be that free lips there, boy. Oh my God! Speaking of flute playing, real quick. There's, there's a video. There's a video of a kid. <laughs> doing Speaking of what? Playing a flute. <laughs> There's a video of a kid playing two flutes. He's playing the John Cena theme music with two flutes in his nose. Oh my god! 
And this sounds good. <laughs> what? There you go. That's your good note. That's a good note. Shove a flute up your nose, guys, so you can learn how to play the John Cena theme song. Can't see me. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're going to end it. Tune in next week. Where we talk shenanigans and more Dungeons and Dragons. And where I learned how to run a game with your if you roll a 20. It's a critical. There you go. <laughs> Thank See you later, guys. guys. Zero's out. Bye.